AM Live on SAFM 104 to 107. It's seven minutes after eight here on AM Live. Thank you so much for tuning in. And well, it's that time. You've been waiting for quite some time now. Thanks to all uh, those SMSs, those tweets, those Facebook messages, and even calls. Uh, you've pressurized us. And uh, so we've decided to transfer those pressures onto the people who should rightfully be giving you the answers. And uh, there's been mixed reaction by South Africans and political parties over the lack of what has been termed parliamentary decorum in the recent weeks and critics say that this type of behavior manifested in parliament and it is degenerating the institution into a circus. Others say it's made debate more vibrant. Well, what is your view on this? And, uh, you know, what would you like to say to your political party representatives here this morning? We have with us uh, for this conversation uh, Mr. Stone Cizane, who is ANC Chief Whip in Parliament. Also, here is Godrich Gadi, who is EFF MP and Chief Whip, and will be joined by DA Parliamentary Leader Musi Maimane shortly, as soon as he makes his way to studio. But uh, to uh, Stone Cizani and Godrich Gadi, thank you so much for coming in this morning. And uh, at this point, I just want to open the lines because that's what we're going to do this morning. I'm going to sit back and I'm going to uh, relax, facilitate because this is your opportunity to actually speak and ask the questions directly to your uh, parliamentary representatives who are here in studio this morning. 891 that's the number to dial and of course you can also get in touch with us via SMS 34701 is the SMS line or you could tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM, or you can send it to my personal Twitter account at Sakina Kamwendo. Now, um, I want to know from our listeners the behavior in Parliament. Do you think it is untoward? If you think so, why? And as I said, the representatives are here. You can ask them what it is that you are concerned about, what you are disturbed about, um, you know, any questions you may have strategically if you don't understand what they are doing if you think if you think that they are disrespecting us as South Africans, let us know. Is Parliament a circus at the moment? Love to hear from you. Let's go to Gift in Port Elizabeth. Good morning. Morning, Sagina, and good morning to your guest. Uh, look, I think first and foremost we must respect that uh, Every political party has got the responsibility of ensuring that it brings vibrancy to parliament. But what, what is not acceptable, Sakina, is the kind of behavior that has been displayed by some parliamentarians in that house. And as you know for a fact that there must be a special decorum displayed in that parliament, in particular by members who have taken oath of office. And I think it's unacceptable also the behavior of one leader from the EFF, I think it was Floyd Shivamu last week. I mean, when you disagree with people, you don't have to display that, that sign of uh, disrespect, especially to, to, to people that uh, you, you have to, to respect as your colleagues in Parliament. So in essence, that behavior is not acceptable. And I think South Africa must, um, must understand for the fact that uh, they cannot keep on blaming the ANC that they want to protect the president. It has been this very same ANC that has brought all these institutions, the very same ANC, that has ensured that most of these political parties, because of because of the PR system, have got representation in Parliament. So it, they, they cannot accuse it and blame it as if it ought to succumb democracy. But the last point, 
I think Parliament must take decisive action against members of Parliament who misbehave. Because okay. my kid, my kid has been watching videos on TV. He's so dismayed by the by the attitude of some parliamentarians in Parliament to say that is this the way parliamentarians must behave in Parliament. All right, I think that goes to you, Godric. No problem. I think um, <clears throat> we we should appreciate the input of the caller, but nonetheless, the caller should take note that uh, Commissioner Floyd Chivambo has withdrawn the the finger gesture. But nonetheless, uh, if you can Google the finger gestures in Parliament, it's not only unique in South Africa. I mean, George Bush did it in France. A parliamentarian did it to a prime minister. And uh, a finger gesture can have many interpretations. It could have been uh, uh, you wanted the, to to use the other finger to point him whatsoever. <laughs> but be as it may, he has uh, withdrawn the, the, the finger gesture. So and uh, accordingly, it should be... A matter of the past by our listeners in that regard. So he, he he used the wrong finger. Can I just get you correctly? He meant to use another finger, is what you are saying. I think he has issued a statement to that regard. I will not t- uh, say more about it. Okay, <laughs> there you have it from Godric Gadi. And that gets us off. So we'll continue taking your calls. Musi Maimane from the DA has just stepped in. 0891-104-208. We're talking to Stone Cizani from the, e- uh, from, from the ANC. We have Godric Gadi from EFF as well as Musi Maimane here from the DA. And you can ask them anything you want to ask them. What is going on in Parliament? They are here. Ask the questions and you shall receive the answers. Let's go to uh, Kwangkwa in Cape Town. Good morning. Sakina, how are you? Well, and you? Very well, thank you. I can't complain. I suppose there's no way that we can justify showing the middle finger to the deputy president of the country. And I'm very glad that uh, Honorable God, my colleague uh, from Parliament, has actually stated that the EFF has withdrawn that. But I'm, I'm very, very curious to know as to how you constitute or decide your panels, because those are our colleagues. We sit with them on a daily basis and debate these issues of ensuring that we, we firmly entrench parliamentary decorum in the House, while at the same time ensuring that there's a robust debate in the House. I would have loved a situation where Sakina Kamwenda, you had uh, a more representative panel that debates this issue, because it affects all parties in Parliament, not just the ANC, the Democratic Alliance, and the economic freedom fighters. Well, and this is true, but at the same time, these are the biggest parties. No, fair enough, biggest parties. But they are biggest parties in the parliament that has a host of other political parties, not just the ANC, the Democratic Alliance, and the EFF. No, fair and enough. Most of the time but when I we think... try to solve this problem, no, 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 no. Sakina, most of the time when we try to solve this problem, we sit together around the table as colleagues. Because we're all representatives of the people, not just the three political parties. Kwankwa, uh, you want to ask a, pa- a question to another political party? No, 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 I can't ask party? my colleagues. I debate with them on a weekly basis. I can't. Thank you. So who do you want to ask? No, Kwankwa, uh, that, that is unacceptable. You cannot come here, drop a bombshell, and then run away. Because if you are saying you want to ask that question, then it's only fair that you tell me who you want to ask that question to. Ha- who from uh, any of the other parties would you like to ask that question to? We will accommodate you to the point where we will call them up and ask them to answer to you. But as it stands today, these are the biggest parties in Parliament at the moment. And this is what we have right here for you today. So if you want to raise another issue, by all means, we'll listen to that as well. Anonymous in Cape Town, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hi. Uh, how are you? Well, and you? Okay. I mean, I wish, I mean, if the, your guest in, I mean, can answer this question here. 
uh, if you can find each and every day there are protesters, I mean, always, always nationwide. And these protesters, I mean, they've got a genuine sense. And now for the past 20 years, people were using all those white collar and everything else. And I mean, they could speak, I mean, calmly and politely and nothing happened until they go to the street. I mean, <laughs> if you can come to the truth, I mean, uh, what is happening at the moment, just imagine the Communist Party. It says it's a Communist Party, but you cannot believe somebody who is allied to the Communist Party buying a buffalo for 15 million after that he claimed to be a Communist Party. And now people are angry on the bottom. If those people can't do it in Parliament, then people on the floor will do it. So there's nothing, there's nothing when those people are reflecting the will of the people. Okay. Thank you so much, Anonymous in Cape Town. Let's go to Mutsipe in Soshanguwe. Good morning. I was instructed not to greet you, neither your guests. I'll go straight to the point. Continue. The, the parliamentarians, are they really want to tell us, do they really want to tell us that they themselves, they don't see anything wrong with their conduct recently? And my special question goes to EFF, that much as we appreciate that they've positioned themselves more like, you know, an alternative party for the downtrodden and the poor, um, you, others from the left will still question their credentials and so forth. But they sort of became a voice of reason for those that were voiceless. But the question is the men in which they are raising those tough, those needed questions, the men in which they are putting table issues that we want to hear from our authorities, you know, from the president's side, issues that we want to hear, answers that we need to hear from the president about the mismanagement and misuse of funds over the project that's in Ghana. And at the many which they're raising them, you know, the disrespect to to the presiding officers, um, a disrespect among themselves. They're not talking as if they're adults. I don't know whether oh, I have read an article from from yesterday. You know, when Floyd was actually pasted, he forgets that he's an African, and being an African child, we all respect the elders. He he mustn't say that Israel needs to be respected because of his age. No, he's old. He's old enough to be. And I don't think he lost that essence, that very vital, you know, ingredient of our own culture and, and upbringing. But also to Miss uh, Balagambet as well. Her guests, you know, talking to opposition parties, cutting them down, frowning, and, and I don't appreciate that as well. And, and for me, all of them, they are guilty. But obviously, they will vary in terms of degrees of how others go to an extent of disrespecting. But calling okay. each other names... Mbalula also calling people names in state of debate. It doesn't help. It just exacerbates the situation. And I'm saying okay. all of them they need to be called in order. Okay, we got that. And uh, Chris Spies echoes that sentiment on Twitter saying, can MPs help me understand how insults and rudeness serve us as citizens? Not good enough to say others also do it. Uh, let's hear from KGM in Cape Town. Good morning. Uh, Sakina, my point is this. I, I would like to challenge your panel and, and other politicians to say politicians generally are immoral. Politicians generally are inconsiderate. Politicians generally uh, do not think of, of others in terms of the reasons that they've been put there. Having said that, uh, if, if and only if the EFF can tone down and try to respect like the previous caller. And the ANC can be as fair as the speaker is supposed to be. 
to give others a platform to express their, themselves. We will have, I must say, uh, since the, 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 the EFF came to Parliament, at least we're not seeing people sleeping. That was also insulting to the taxpayers. We don't see people sleeping in Parliament. We don't see people doing all funny things, just rubber stamping anything. We need a balance. Politicians, can you take, can you be considerate to us as South Africans? All right, got you there. Uh, let's just try and answer, respond to at least some of what has been raised. <coughs> Musi, let me start with you. Disrespect. And um, uh, listeners are essentially saying that they feel disrespected but by what they are witnessing in Parliament in part. I think at times we need to step back for one second and ask the principal question, which is what is the role of Parliament and what is its job? I think without fail, if, if, if we agree that the role of Parliament is to exercise oversight over the executive and that it's a representative of the people of this country for them to have their views heard, I think South Africans in general must be able to sit back right now today and ask the question whether those two things have happened. Now, the fight is about that. It's a bit like what happens in a service delivery protest. They don't start because people don't have the need. They start often because people try and get a hold of their government. They try and ask their government to respond to them, and then they get no answers. So my frustration currently with Parliament is not even, in, least of all, is what is the issue of decorum. It's that Parliament is dysfunctional in its original intention. So in other words, let's take the very res- uh, respected incident of the president coming to respond to question. The rules of parliament, the very rules of the institutions. In, in 1994, they were designed for once a week, the president would have to come. And under Tony Engeni, the decision was made that it would happen quarterly and a maximum of six questions. So what then in fact happens is that when you've got it scheduled for a quarterly like that, South Africans don't get a chance to ask their president. I don't get a chance to sit down with President Zuma and say, President Zuma, why are South Africans not finding work? Why is this economy going in the way that it is? So he doesn't show up. So then he shows up quarterly, and then even in that quarterly, so if you look at this year, I talk 2014, president has arrived in parliament twice. Well, maybe the third time he was there to be elected again. But the fact of the matter is, when you then say he must only show up at such infrequent times, and then when he does show up, frustrations have already boiled over that questions are not being responded to. And that is, is so, so there's the first frustration, is that Parliament isn't working. The second issue is that Parliament in the last hundred days hasn't been passing legislation, rightly, because government is preparing, etc., there's public consultation. So if you ask what else has been debated while all of this has been taking place, you can, if you look at some of the debates, I'm, I welcome the fact that the motions have been debated, but I'm shocked at some of the motions that have been put on the order paper. So you are ending up in a scenario where, as I maintain here, that in fact what happens in Cape Town mm-hmm. isn't really the work of Parliament. It's, we, we should look elsewhere. We should, the work that takes place about Parliament and parliamentary decisions, in fact, takes place in, in Bramfontein. And I am of the view that that will spill over frustration. I think the Secretary General of the ANC summed it up well this week and said, no, the president must be shielded from coming to parliament and rather go to an imbizo. I don't know who elects an imbizo. I don't know who puts together these imbizos. But he's saying, actually, that's where accountability must take place. Stone Cezani? Well, <laughs> let me start by saying the uh, non-appearance of president in the House uh, is a misnomer. Or maybe, uh, should I say, it is a... Uh, misplaced comment uh, from uh, my colleague here. First of all, the president is not a member of parliament. He does not have to go and sit and warm the chairs every day there. He has to come there for accountability purposes, answer questions, uh, and oral questions. 
the rules are currently that he comes there quarterly. You can't just change the rules over the radio interview. You have to go to parliament and change the rules there and not blame the president for that because it's the parliamentarians that took that decision. The second issue is is that uh, the rules also, rule 111, says that the president must come and, and, and present himself in front of those MPs and, and answer questions. The president did do that and he was howled to a point where he could not even utter a word. The chant, pay back the money, so that he is unable to proceed. Why do you blame him instead of blaming uh, the FF and, and the DA for doing that? Why would you put that uh, on, the, on the shoulders of the president? But let me do, deal with the third part. The president is still saying he's prepared to come to the House. He's prepared to present himself and be accountable to the House and to the South Africans. The only problem is that he will not be humiliated like he was. He will not present himself so that people can chant instead of asking him questions. And the president is willing to answer any questions put to him. He is not running away from anything and from anybody. And there's no way that... But let me deal, Shakina, let me deal with the last issue that Honorable uh, uh, Maimani raised, which is, I think, uh, I think Honorable Maimani must go home and, and play with a cat if he does not think that Parliament is dysfunctional. Why is he there? But you see, there, this is why, my challenge. Why are you right there? Here. This Hold is on. my challenge right here. He immediately... Go home, resorts, resorts to this sort of language. And I'm asking a legitimate question. We took, let me take the motions that have been debated in Parliament. The decision that was brought there is to debate, no disrespect to the Cuban Five. But that does not directly translate into the issues of South Africans. But that was what the ANC put on the order paper. I'm challenged by the fact that whilst uh, uh, Jill Marcus resigns, whilst our economy is, is facing stagnation, he, that's his argument. So, so when I say it's dysfunctional, let me give you another example. I wrote to the Speaker of Parliament when we started. I said, can we establish an ad hoc committee? The response I got, I want to, in fact, I could read it for you. Because, in fact, the response was, the president is on on holiday, we cannot table this thing. Now, how can the president's schedule determine the work of parliament? It is the separation of powers is being violated. So when I say parliament is not working, it's because I'm here to fight that it be reinvigorated, that it doesn't become an issue where it becomes a rubber stamp for what takes place elsewhere. It must be a place where, in fact, robust discussion takes place. In fact, it must be a place where what is put on the order paper is responsive. I can read you most of the, the responses I even get from ministers, Mr. Sizani's own ministers. When they write back to us, the question is, no, this information is classified or it's that. I'm challenged. The people of this country did not put us there so that we can sit there and have classified information, etc. They want robustness. They want the executive to be held accountable. Not insults, not being told to go play with cats. It's an insult. And he's sitting here doing it. The very point that is happening in Parliament is the point I'm trying to make. You are even being rude because I was speaking. You had your chance. We never intervened. Now I'm still on the points that you were raising. You are intervening. When do I get a chance? This is exactly the behavior you conduct yourself in the house. You are displaying it in front of South Africans now. God, Ricardo, you hold on. We're going to take a spot break. When we come back, I'll give you a chance to respond. As we continue, it is your opportunity to ask the questions that you've always wanted to ask of your representatives in Parliament this morning. We have uh, the ANC, the Democratic Alliance, as well as the EFF represented. We'll continue taking your calls after this.
Thursday nights on Winner Home, and it's all about the night stuff. We open the doors to beautiful bedrooms for a little sweet inspiration and drop in on our dream home, the one just waiting for you to win. The tension's up as our apprentice designers tackle their first task, creating their dream bedroom. Just who's on form and who's a little off color. Tune into Winner Home for your weekly dose of reality and real estate. Thursday evenings at 8, find it on 3. Save for a rainy day. That's what they always say. But they don't know when it'll rain. So how do I know I'll get a great rate and access to my money when I need it? Eugene, with NetBank Money Trader, you get a rate of 5.75% per annum. And you can access your funds in 24 hours. So it's there when you need it. What about the fees? Fees? There are no fees or commissions. And your capital is fully guaranteed. Okay. Bring on the rain. Uh Uh-oh. Make saving for a rainy day happen. Visit any NetBank today. Call 0860-555-111 or go to nedbank.coza. Terms and conditions apply. We're an authorized financial services and credit provider. Make things happen. NetBank. Are you committed to building your own business? Then get the smartest how-to advice from leading experts and business owners. Every month, Entrepreneur Magazine is packed with exclusive interviews, case studies, plans, and tactics designed to help you blaze your own trail and build your business empire. Entrepreneur Magazine, the how-to guide for building companies. Get it now, available at all leading retailers, or visit entrepreneurmag.co.za. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Thank you so much for tuning into the forum at 8 this morning. Uh, we are giving you, our listener, the opportunity to tell your political party leaders what you expect of them in Parliament and also to ask them the questions that you may have been uh, grappling with, uh, those questions that you that come to mind when you are watching the proceedings unfold on uh, the parliamentary channel and you wish you could ask, well, that's what we have them here for this morning. I'm not going to go to Godric uh, Gardi just now because we're coming up to news time. So let me just run through a few SMSs. This one says, it seems the EFF went to Parliament to attack the ANC. When are they going to help the poor people who voted for them? Mulefa Interfontaine says, I think the EFF is on point because surely it is hypocritical to hide behind parliamentary decorum as uh, those who must account refuse to do so. Um, that's Cabello. And then Trevor says, uh, Parliament bounces don't ask anything that will embarrass me. What sort of parliament is that? Takalani in Pulukwane says um, to the ANC rep, uh, why are the debates in parliament uh, turned into character assassinations and uh, the belittling of other parties to make them look like they are not part of this democracy instead of tackling the merits of the issues on the table? So I'm going to leave you to stew over those questions whilst we go to news with Vibhakshni Chetty. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. We have 23 minutes left on the Forum at 8 this morning, so let's try and breeze through as much as we possibly can. Uh, just to uh, reiterate who our panel is this morning, Stone Cezanne, ANC Chief Whip. Uh, we also have the EFF uh, Chief Whip, Godrich Gadi, as well as Musi Maimane, DA Ma- Parliamentary Leader. So let's get on with it. Uh, Godrich, you were supposed to have your turn before I go back to listeners. Thank you, Sakina. Actually, I'm not the Chief Whip. I'm just a whip of the EFF in Parliament. Ah. And, uh, firstly, I think... I think we should send our condolences to the affected families on the Nigerian tragedy. Nonetheless, on the subject of today, I think our country and the nation should stand proud uh, behind the economic freedom fighters. We are resolute 
and uh, we will ask the difficult question and we'll push the boundaries. It cannot be a business as usual. The economic freedom fighters has lost count of insults and vitriolic verbal diarrhea from the ANC from the first day in parliament. I mean, uh, Minister, uh, Deputy Minister Putiman Namela led the charge calling EFF a group of fascists led by Hitler. The, the presiding officer did not want to rule. It is unparliamentary to refer to another party as fascist and led by Hitler. It took a lot of fight and the disturbing of the, uh, of the proceedings, standing our ground that we cannot continue with these uh, uh, parliament uh, proceedings until a ruling is made. And only to find that from the archives of uh, the parliament, there is a ruling many years ago that you cannot refer to any other member or a, a party as fascist and uh, led by Hitler. Not to be outdone by Putima Namela, Kikaba did the same thing on the same day. The presiding officer took time to rule until we had to be what is called a disorder by saying we cannot continue. And EFF shall never take uh, insult. We cannot be a, 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 a hoodwink uh, by, by the ANC. We cannot cow down to their uh, bullying tactics. And we shall stop any proceeding of parliament as and when insults are being held into the economic freedom fighters. Back to the issue of the president. The president was asked a simple question. When are you going to pay back the money as per the public protector's recommendation? He will have simply disarmed the economic freedom fighters by just saying that as soon as I am advised how much I is due by me, I will make the necessary arrangement for installmental payment. That will have been the end of the day. But instead, he said uh, clever blacks who care about Inkandla and uh, he has answered this question and uh, he hopes there will never be a debate. I think that is what we will actually in the economic freedom fighters uh, look at as a, a, actually a middle finger to the nation and the parliament for just a backslap on a question by the president. The same thing with the uh, uh, Deputy President Ramaphosa. Simple question was asked to him. Who told a lie between you and Minister Shabango as to characterization of the minor strike in Marikana? And what did you mean by concomitant action which led to the death of 34 people in Marikana? Mm-hmm. That question we will ask. He must answer the question, what is concomitant action? Who told a lie to the Marikana Commission as to uh, um, 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 the characterization of the strike? Now, if the executive cannot answer that question, I think they should forget coming to parliament because we'll ask a, a very uncomfortable questions and the difficult ones, and we'll hold them accountable and we'll ask the most simple, basic questions to the executive. Mm. Okay, let me take it back to the listeners. Jeremy in Parktown, good morning. Hi, Kay, how are you? Well, and you? Happy well there. I'm going to ask four points of order, if I may. The first point of order is, what do all your representatives of the party understand by Robert Rules of Order? Number two, before any member of parliament, any members enter the uh, national parliament, they should honor the Robert Rules of War and quote them verbatim. Number three, on a lighter note, he raised the middle finger for those people who are deaf. He's making uh, points to the second point of order raised. That's on a lighter note. Okay, Jeremy and Park Time. Let's go to Eddie in Yeovil. Morning, Eddie. Good morning. Um, um, I've got a question for Comrade Stone Cezani and, and the ES Treple. The first one with uh, Comrade uh, uh, Stone Cezanne is that uh, is South African democrat- democracy not too democratic? The point I'm raising is that 
everyone can do as they wish in this country. I mean, we have seen this in Parliament very clear. And and in the name of democracy, it seems to me we are bringing this country down. Because democracy must have rules. Democracy must be managed. It cannot be chaotic and, and free for all. That's the second question for the EFF person. Do you know that around March 2011, in a place in, in Berea called Cities Day, there was a, a, a workshop organized by the Foundation for Human Rights, and one of, of the participants there was uh, Andy Lemkitama. In that meeting, in that workshop, the tone was so, so harsh about the mining sector, such that in 2012, we had a, 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 some kind of chaotic violence in the mining sector, and, and I'm not surprised that today Andy Lemkitama is part of the EFF. EFF is has a relationship with uh, AMCU. Now, AMCU has banned the National Union of Mine Workers in Rastan Megera. You have seen on TV where um, a, 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 a rep of the NUM mm-hmm. was taken away with, a, with his uh, red T-shirt. The NUM is ethically banned in, in South Africa. Do you know that? Thank you very much. Thank you, Eddie and Yeovil. Let's go to Bongani in Cape Town. Sakina, my first question to, to, to all of them, the, your guests. Crime is a problem in South Africa, and crime is a choice. People choose to do crime. Every year, people are murdered, kids. I want to know if that parliament does really take seriously, that does take crime seriously. Because after all the news and everything, you know, that's the death of a boy, and in poison and all that, nothing happens. Nobody in parliament say we have a problem. Okay. Oh, there goes Bongani in Cape Town. Simon in Kahiso, good morning. Good morning, Shakina. Well, a few questions I want to ask the guests there. The first thing is that it will be important for our MPs or our parliament to identify common grounds to build this country. Because you can't have a parliament that there's no common ground. Everything that the ruling party do, opposition parties fight. So there must be time that they need to identify common grounds. But the second thing, the EFF and DA, democracy is democracy when it suits them. When it suits Arab, the members of the ruling party, it's no more supposed to be democracy. They then create anarchy. And that's why even the issue of Marikana, the EFF guy, he's speaking about 34 people who died. He doesn't say for the four people who died. This Arab 10 lives is not taken serious, but all of it is 44. So I'm saying, let's make sure that we identify common grounds to build a country that all of us will want to see. Thank you. Okay, Simon. Uh, Joe in East London. Hey, how's it? Good in you, Joe. I'm bad. Listen, uh, I want uh, Mr. Cizani and his colleagues in the ANC must remember one thing. Uh, we South Africans, whether we are clever blacks or what blacks, as, the, as their president is saying, we voted for the EFF. Whether they, they like it or not, they can't treat the EFF members, as as Mr. Ngakula said one time to Floyd, this boy, you know, I mean, I was so shocked that Mr. Ngakula, a senior person, uh, you know, that could say in a debate, this boy, this boy, I mean, this would be exemplary, you understand, but the EFF is going nowhere, we voted for the EFF, it's a free country, it's democracy, whether they want to go in the sea or whatever they want to go, the EFF is going nowhere for the next five years, and 2016, local government election, we're going to put them in, in, in local government. They're going to run municipalities. 
whether they want it or not, democracy is democracy. You must accept it, Mr. Stone, and your friends in the ANC. Okay, and I think um, we should get some answers before we go on to SMSs because we're getting tons of those. Or maybe I should throw a few in there before I get my panel to respond. Uh, uh, This one from Takane says, uh, Stone must learn to argue without insulting his opponents. He's disrespectful. Uh, Stay in KZN says, Sakina, I now understand this game of politics much better. It's a game of playing with our votes. So uh, to remain in Parliament, they must make more noise. And then KB says, Mr. Sizani, there is nothing on about Parliament. Where is decorum when MPs don't attend sittings, when they sleep during sessions and abuse travel vouchers? And then um, Mariam, also from KZN, says, our society needs good role models. Our leaders need to lead with good examples. The politicians need to fill that obligation and lead our people righteously. Uh, this one from uh, Tengani in Pulukwane says, I'm personally, uh, per- I personally am awaiting uh, the day when the kindergarten EFF will raise a substantive issue and debate it uh, through without staging stupid walkouts disgracing the dignity that is expected of parliament and then this one says we want the freedom charter to be implemented and Velile in Vereniging says uh, what is the farce? Such behavior is what has been happening in Parliament uh, is common. We've witnessed exchange of blows in various parliaments throughout the world. This despite the rules. Parliament and indeed democracy uh, calls and breeds this type of behavior. And by the way, Mr. Sizani's ancestor would have taken up arms against a flawed, uh, 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 flawed foreign system like Parliament. That's from Velile out in Vereniging. Okay, let's get back to the panel. Where shall we we start um, on the issue of, you know, trying to find common ground. Let me start with you, um, Mr. Sizani. Too much democracy in South Africa is what Eddie was saying. Well, South Africa is a constitutional democracy. Everybody is allowed to all the rights accorded to us by the Constitution. They are not the favors. They cannot be taken away by anybody. Everybody has got the right to say whatever they want to say as long as they do it within the law. Everybody can do whatever they wish to do. In fact, the Constitution allows us to unleash all our potential to the fullest, if possible, uh, as long as it is within the law. And, and therefore, that is why everybody is allowed to have a own party, own trade union, own church, own business, own family, own everything. Now, here is the point. Democracy allows us to be uh, to to be free to perform whatever we want to perform for ourselves for our families for our country and uh, to place south africa in, in a higher pedestal and there's no nothing wrong with that what is wrong is when people abuse democracy and do things outside the rules in the name of democracy and and perhaps it is too democratic to allow people to go, like for instance, to ban properties, to kill other people, to rape children and women, to steal or whatever other crimes in South Africa are happening. Those are undemocratic actions by citizens of South Africa who have been given rights by the Constitution. Perhaps the common ground issue is a more important matter for me. The South African common interest for all of us is not really nearly merely a flag or the anthem, or, or, or to live in this South Africa peacefully. A common cause is for us to 
contribute in growing the economy so that our children grow in an environment that is peaceful that will allow them to uh, attain whatever heights of their own development is possible. We need to, f- to support all our families. Mm-hmm. In fact, the manifesto of the ANC, which has been accepted by 62% of the population, uh, stipulates exactly all the issues that we need to agree on and move South Africa forward. Unfortunately, uh, opposition parties, even though they have got their own manifestos, they are responsible to punch holes in the way our manifesto is being implemented. But punching holes does not mean that we must stop implementing that manifesto. Punching holes means you show the flaws and the weaknesses in the implementation of that manifesto. Because you did not like the manifesto to start off with. You had your own. But when this one wins the day, everybody must fall behind it and support the implementation and be able to hold that executive and everybody who is supposed to be under that executive to implement to the fullest that manifesto. And this is what the ANC is all about. Daddy? Sakina, I think our people in the nation should be aware that there's no problem in parliament. The problem in parliament are the archaic rules which are unconstitutional. I mean, you look at the rules of parliament, you'll find that in the provisions of the rules, visitors to parliament are still uh, regarded as strangers. The rules even provide that every speaker must never read from his uh, speech. It provides for quite a number of uh, absurd uh, issues. And EFF is in parliament to challenge the status quo. We cannot be in our comfortable zones. It cannot be business as usual. I mean, there is Rule 50 which says um, as and when a speaker is, rep- is repeating certain things, the, sp- the, the presiding officer should be in a position to say, look, you have been warned never to insult other people. And you are continuing. I mean, you, you have a speaker who for 10 minutes has been interjected 10 times by the presiding officer and, and, and members of the party, but still continues insulting uh, 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 um, other party members in the House. And in terms of Rule 50, the speaker must order him to go and sit down. But that thing is not happening, and EFF will never let that uh, uh, go without being unchallenged. We are going to challenge it. Uh, All said and done, uh, Sakina, the issue here is our country and the nation should interact with the processes of parliament, get to know the procedures and proceedings of parliament, how they are done, and how it should be robust. And they will appreciate the role being played by EFF that uh, for 20 years it has never happened before mm-hmm. and it is going to happen uh, this time. Okay. Let, me, let, uh, me just, let me just draw on a parallel example. An, inst- an arm of government is the judiciary. What happens in court has rules, has processes. I may not like them. I might, fin- I might find them archaic, but they have to be enforced so that the merits of the case suffice. But now where's my challenge? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Gani. Just okay. Constitution. No, no, no. We cannot allow it. Let me finish this, Mr. Gadi, Let me finish this. You've had your turn. So now we can. We have a rules process that's been undertaken to review the rules. That process must go unhindered. Mm. But I'm challenged. I'm challenged when, when we turn a blind eye to the very rules that are in place. So, for example, the Speaker of the National Assembly holds a rally in the parliamentary precinct, addresses members of the ANC. Can that be allowed? Well, I'd certainly not be allowed to do that. But why is the speaker, the very person tasked with the job to defend parliament, 
violates such a principle rule. My question here, and this is the challenge, is that if, and I agree with Mr. Suzanne, uh, the Honorable Suzanne, that South Africa is a constitutional democracy. Constitutional democracies only survive when their institutions are protected and their institutions are allowed to function. My argument is simply this, is that you cannot move discussions, A, away from Parliament, B, when you talk about constitutional protection, it's, it follows by instinct that the rule of law must apply. And when rules are being ignored in Parliament, it destroys the thing. Of course, let the process take place. Now, even in a broader, broader societal issues, is that exactly when we say what is the parliamentary program going to be like, it must be restored back to saying what should South Africans be talking about so that we can table that on. This is, mustn't be, we, we are reducing parliament into fights that took place in Mangaung. We should rather be talking about parliament that says proportionally what are South Africans wanting to discuss here. So again, I, should I come in please? Let me, let me talk about, uh, I think Honorable... Uh, my money is repeating uh, what he said in the House about uh, Speaker Balega met. And I, I think the, we should put the record straight on this one. The, the, the Speaker is the host of everybody who comes to Parliament, including visitors of Parliament. The Speaker uh, welcomes foreign visitors to, the, to Parliament and he meets them anywhere, either in the Kupu Chamber, in the, in the precincts of Parliament, anywhere. The speaker was invited to go and meet those people there. It was she was not holding her the rally. She was welcoming mm. people. Invited by whom? Well, of course, this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to invite people next week. Hold on, Musi. We'll go ahead, Ormel Baimani. Nobody will stop you from doing so. The speaker did not hold a rally. She welcomed the people. She greeted them, and it was fine. I, 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 I will defend the speaker in this regard, not because she's a speaker appointed by the ANC, but because it is right for the speaker to welcome people to parliament, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. What I think is a problem, uh, let's deal with two things. Uh, one, the issue of uh, motions in the House. In the past, there was a song about in the next sitting of this house, I will move that this house debates. The, the cars are having too, much, too, man, too many collisions in the road. A nonsensical but very important uh, motion. But they were never listed for debate because you stack them every day. We come to the house, you move those motions. The parties came together and agreed that let us agree on a rotational basis that all parties must put a motion of importance to itself okay. so that it's debated in the House. Currently, that is the situation. But that practice still goes on. Now, Honorable Maimani says there's a process on rules change. And we agree with that. Let's change that rule so that we do not have songs of motions when the motions are not going to be debated. All right. Let's just go back to the calls very quickly. Kifilwe and Santon, good morning. Hi, Sakina. How are you? Well, and you? I'm good, thanks. Let me say, you know, if you got Simpiwe Sabalala and Nkeko, Putuman Nkeko, to run this country, it will be run like a business. Because those people understand it's not about politics. That's my first point. So Putuman Nkeko and Simpiwe Sabalala can run this country better. We don't have a CEO in this country, by the way. Okay. Yes. Got you there, Kifilwe. Uh, Zola and Durban, good morning. 
Thank you, Sakina. Uh, now, Putuman Tego uh, must campaign for elections first. Uh, I, I want to say, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you Ben Oakley, in one of his writings, says, you cannot die with the, the, with the spear in your sleep. When the institutions of parliament crumbles, the ANC is going to shoulder the responsibility. You have been given by the people of South Africa, overwhelmingly, 11 million, a power to govern and to protect the institutions of democracy, including parliament. My appeal as an ordinary member of the ANC is that you need to start governing. The honeymoon must be over. We're 20 years into democracy. I understand fully well that the ANC has been nursing opposition for far too long as part of promoting democracy. Now, I didn't elect ANC leaders to go and be timid and to even, you know, allow all the nonsense that opposition is bringing, including, you know, the debate on Speaker Balega met the motion. You've got the Western Cape Speaker in, 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 in I mean, with the DA leader in the branch. Now, to me, as an ordinary person, it sends a message that you have been caught in the submission. You've got a tail waking the dog. Okay, that's Ola in Durban. And uh, we're out of time. I just want to leave you with a few more thoughts from listeners here. Tandi says, I do not agree with the thuggery of EFF in Parliament, but I'm also offended by the thuggery of President Zuma refusing to answer questions about the Nkandla robbery and ANC MPs who protect him. David in Rodeport says, I want to donate boxing gloves to Parliament. And um, this one here is uh, from Robert in Pulukwane says, To the ANC, I just want Stone to advise the ANC to wake up and smell the coffee. We want um, we, we put senseless people in charge now and we are being exposed. The ANC has been getting away with crime. Now they have found their match. Well, I think we should do this more often. Um, you know, bring you guys in and uh, spend more time with our listeners so you can answer to them. But we're going to have to leave it there for this morning. Thank you so much for coming through. Oh, no, Zagina. <laughs> I feel just like you. I feel just like you. So you want, how much time do you want? No, no, no. How much time do you want? How much time do you want? How much? Serious business. So are you saying that? listeners are not serious business because no justice was done here that's all the time we have unfortunately we're gonna have to leave it there thanks so much for your participation as always it's a minute after nine time for news with vibaxi chetty